Well, um, do you, I don't know if you remember us, but but but, but my name's John, and 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 that's Joe. Um, it's been a what? How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. How about you? We'll, we'll come to that in a minute. Uh, the, the answer would be not well, uh, literally. Um, so, uh, welcome to the regular, the regular uh, fam- um Wow, it's been a long time. I, I was wondering what the name of it was too. <laughs> the Family EV Podcast. Um, so, uh, yes, uh, to our listener, uh, it has been a while. Um, I'm just going to mute my cell phone. Um, <clears throat> strap in. And uh, I'm going to put a note in the show notes. If you want to ignore all this and just go straight to the way we talk about, and today we will be talking about the, the adoption of uh, Tesla's uh, uh, charging standards and connectors, uh, Tesla range, reality versus bullshittery, uh, an update on our vehicles and road trips that we've been doing over the past two months, um, uh, and, uh, and, and much more besides. Uh, so this may be a long one, but we will put a post in it. So let me get through the personal thing first. That was the last time I saw you, right? When we were recording, when we tried to record. That yeah, were, uh, you were in. Was it Boston? No, DC. DC. I was going to so, say Austin, Austin, Massachusetts. You know. <laughs> so, dear listener, I got a weird light effect going on. It's just because it's it's bright. Welcome to California in the summer. Um, so, about seven weeks ago. Uh, Joe and I hadn't put out a pod for a while because um, you'd been on a you'd been on the you'd been on the road you you've been doing trips and I've been doing trips and we just literally just kept missing one another um, quite literally in in person and on the pod. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were fairly close to one another at one point. I can't remember where that was now. Um, and then. Um, and so, because we were committed to doing this, we said, look, let's record. And we went out of our way to do this. It was seven o'clock in the morning for me, which means it was six o'clock in the morning for you. Because I was on the East Coast. I was in DC for the Gartner Risk Summit. Um, and we had been recording for about 28 minutes. I was in a hotel room. And uh, I moved my chair, just like this. That was it. That's all I did. That was all I did because the the light, uh, much like now, was a little bit weird in this in, in the room I was in. And something moved inside me, and um, and it did not feel good. So I said to Joe, "Dude, gotta go. Something's really bad." I. Uh, Got the rest of my bags packed up because I was going to be leaving the hotel that morning anyway, I think. And and uh, and took myself to urgent care. And as soon as I got checked in, they put one hand on me and they said, uh, no, we don't know what's wrong with you. You may have a ruptured bowel. You might be bleeding out. We don't know. We've already called you an ambulance. Would you like some fentanyl? Hmm. Uh, and, I did, and I said, no, I didn't want fentanyl because... Of what I used to do for a living, and I'm not going to take anything like that. 
<laughs> until I know that my personal information is with somebody that can use it responsibly and notify my family. And uh, I had kidney stones and a particularly painful one. Uh, so I spent three days in hospital and I had a procedure to try and remove them. And, uh, and, and let me tell you something about that, Joe, and our listener. Um, uh, they did a CAT scan and they identified the uh, what was the problem child, a particularly large um, uh, shark's tooth-shaped one. And, uh, and the surgeon said, well, we're going to do this procedure. And what we're going to do is we're going to insert a camera so we can see everything clearly. And then when the camera's in there, we're going to send a laser up there and we're going to blast it. And then we have another tool that's going to suck all the, the, the blasted stuff out. What I heard is we're going to shoot an episode of Star Wars inside your guts. Joe, I don't know if you know this, mate, but they don't make a hole in the side of you to do this. They use a an access methodology, which I personally have always considered to be very much a one-way situation. <laughs> and uh, they were going against the flow of traffic. Um, now, listener, I'm going to do the joke, which I've been doing on the road for the last couple of weeks. And if you don't like it, I don't care, because this is my pain and my story. You got pictures hanging up. Have you been? Have you had a girl around the house or something? What's going on? You, I've just realised it's all domesticated behind you. I don't think I've, we've ever filmed from in my kitchen. Oh, look at this! We're both in the kitchen today. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Um, uh, I woke up from the surgery wearing underwear that wasn't mine, and it was also underwear I wasn't wearing when they put me under and um uh as as any gentleman does when he wakes up first thing you do you check that everything's where it should be more or less that it hasn't changed it's certainly don't want it to be shorter and uh, that was all fine and then as i as i as i woke up um I would say I felt the need to pee is an understatement. Um, there was a certain amount of excruciating pressure originating from uh, the area of the gentleman sausage. That's the word I use now on stage because it gets such a fantastic laugh. Apparently, the Americans have never heard the phrase gentleman sausage. Um, and everyone's a child, which is fantastic. She said, uh, "You're gonna." This was the nurse, and she was absolutely fantastic. I'm going to say that right now. She really was, because um, I was actually very. As, as, as it came time for the surgery, I'd been waiting for two and a half days for this because they were had problems trying to schedule me into it as an emergency patient and one thing and another. And um, and and I was incredibly scared. It was one of these things where, it, as it came down to it, and I knew I was going to be going under. I realized that I was, you know, three and a half thousand miles from any member of my family in any direction. And that was kind of like a moment. Um, you know how normally when they put you under, Joe, they, they have you count back from 10. Well, such was my nervous. They said, tell you what, 
the numbers don't matter if you want just do just we like your jokes just tell them and so i started doing a full set um and they loved it because i passed out quickly apparently uh i i did the shirt joke which i cannot tell on on a youtube channel uh, we will be cancelled um <laughs> but uh uh i fell asleep shortly after that uh she said uh, you will need to be accompanied to the bathroom because currently you have morphine on board as a painkiller. And by the way, the urination exercise you're about to take part in is going to hurt and you'll be grateful if you had the morphine. And I went, always good to know. <laughs> morphine, if you've not had it, Joe, it's like the heavy blanket of happiness. So good. So good. The, 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 I was in excruciating pain. And I, I never knew what true pain relief was until this, until they gave me that. I was just like, <sighs> anyway, I said, accompany to the bathroom. Well, I'm used to that. I've got three dogs in the house and a seven-year-old. I haven't been to the bathroom alone in friggin' years. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and I did. I was, and, and it was like peeing a razor blade. It really was that painful. As I looked down into my, let's call it, rented underwear, there was a good amount of blood, Joe. A good amount of blood. And I said to myself, Joe, I said, I'm 47 years old. I've lived in California for 12 years. And this is when I start my first period. <laughs> That's what California will do to you. <laughs> it is what California will do to you. If you think I was, so I have been, so anyway, I was, I, I here's the craziest. We were remodeling at the, the house, which is where you can see downstairs. And we were doing the bedrooms upstairs. So the problem was be, if I came home, perfectly normal thing to do, uh, I would be sharing the bed with my wife and child who has a bad habit of kicking me in the night. And if she kicked me, it would kill me. Unfortunately, they were unsuccessful in actually getting uh, the shark's tooth. They got some other bits and pieces, but they couldn't get the problem child. It was too far around for them to get to. Um, so I had a follow-up attempt, and that didn't work. And so I'm now going in for round three, day after tomorrow. Or day after, yeah, so on Monday morning. Um, so wish me luck. Um, but in the meantime, because I'm just, I don't know what you would call it, 50 shades of stubborn, I barely took my foot off the uh, proverbial throttle. So I couldn't come home. So I went to Austin because Tony Hinchcliffe was recording the 10 year anniversary of Kill Tony, which is kind of like a big thing for me. I've been on it a couple of times. So, like a sensible person, I discharged myself from hospital and flew to Austin, Texas. And that same night, I went to the tape of a comedy special at the ACL. And then the after show party. Um, and let me just say, uh, this episode is sponsored by Oxycodone. Um, and then uh, and I spent a few days in Austin just recovering. I didn't do any shows. I actually, behaved, I actually just basically slept. Then I went to Boston for a couple of days because it was the Gartner Magic Quadrant, which is major. It's how I get my bills paid. And then um, 
And then went at home for a week and I got medically cleared and flew to Madrid for four days for a summit and then came home by London and did a comedy show. Um, and then, and then did all sorts of stupid things. Oh, shot a commercial. Did you see that Joe? I did. I saw it on uh, the Facebooks. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So then I went to Dallas. Uh, we, we had, a, a, we were, I went for a work, a week of working remotely and vacation, relaxing with the wife. And we went to Dallas, which of course meant I had to go to Austin. We, we flew in and out of Austin so I could, um, uh, see Hinchcliffe and, and do a couple of shows. Uh, and I picked up a commercial and, and I'll, I will, if Joe, with your indulgence, I will put a link to it in the, um, in the show notes. So I did a thing with Apple TV plus Hulu and, uh, LA galaxy. And if you're familiar with, um, the program, uh, welcome to Wrexham, the Ryan Reynolds thing. Well, Wrexham were playing LA galaxy. So they commissioned me to do a uh, welcome to LA and uh and they've produced a full episode of it now uh i i would say i wrote it i wrote bits of it i actually improved the the entire thing um and it was very it was fun to do um so i got a credit for that with, with apple tv which is kind of cool um and what i didn't say is that the uh is the day before that was, i had my sec second round of surgery <laughs> <laughs> Um, stubborn is just one word to describe me. Foolish would be another. Um, so we did that. Uh, I rented a Tesla Model X. Joe and I had a conversation about this because I was going to try and borrow one of his multiple CCS adapters. And I took a trip from uh, San Jose all the way to um, Port Angeles, uh, which is... Um, uh, across the sound from uh, from Seattle uh, is the main entry point to uh, uh, Victoria Island. And um, yeah, we rented a Model X. Uh, we'll come to that. We can talk about Tesla range in a minute. But that ended up being a typical outer spec stroke, regular EV deck stroke, EV motoring stroke. <sighs> what do we call it? Rip and run driving through the night uh just ridiculous yeah and then i just got back from vegas i've just done the black hat security conference and uh was that a, another road trip or a flight no i flew this one um thank god um there was a plan at one point i was going to drive but uh no uh thankfully uh, I, I flew out Monday morning for the conference and uh, I've been there and then I was doing shows most nights, including, uh, and I'm really happy about this one last night. There's a, it's kind of a, it's a 10 year old show now, but it's kind of like how Vegas used to be. And so there's a, it's called dirty at 1230 down at South point run by Gabe Lopez. And, uh, and, and so last night I got my, uh, I broke my dirty duck uh, as some would say, and I did that show for the first time, and it was uh, it was a fantastic experience. Uh, and there are uh, I did I don't think I did the no I did the jokes about my kidney stone on the earlier show, but I didn't do them 
uh, on the Dirty Show. Uh, I can't tell you the joke I did on the jokes I did on the Dirty on the Dirty Show because one of them is a brand new one that I've been working for the last couple of weeks, and it is cancelable. In fact, it's got the jo- every joke got a name, and this one is called Cancel because uh, it's all about how to get cancelled, and it's highly inappropriate and. It's going to be fun to. I, I can't wait to do that one on a uh, on on something televised. Let's put it that way. So, yeah, it's just been quiet, Joe. Really, just been you know, just 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 getting through, getting do stuff. I've got so many pit. I've got so many pills these days. It's scary. Um, but hopefully, surgery on Monday will work. Um. Let's uh, let's talk probably about the biggest news. I'd love to get your thoughts on this, Joe, while we've been away. So we were recording this because we were like two days behind the curve with one thing and another. Uh, but last time we attempted to, to record, the big news was that GM, uh, sorry, Ford, and then GM a few days later had adopted... NACS, the North America charging standard, also known as the Tesla connector, as their yep. standard. And we were going to talk about that. So I thought, well, you know what, let's pick up where we left off. And so we know a little bit more since then than we did now. A couple um, more brands have tagged, more tagged brand, along. Rivian Ford Ford was, Ford was first, uh, like you said, then GM. Uh, Volvo and Polestar have signed on. Kind of, I don't remember what the whole list is at this point, but Rivian, uh, I know Rivian did. Rivian, yep, yep, yep that's right. But uh, I, I don't think Lucid has, and I wouldn't think they would, since Peter Rollinson is not Tesla's biggest fan. <laughs> well, I think also there's an issue with um, the fact that they have an 800 volt architecture. Right, that's right. So that's why Hyundai, Kia have not uh, joined the party. Yeah, um, this is going to be a. Um, and VW didn't join, I don't think, right? No, um, that would be uh, that would be death to EA. <laughs> yeah, well, then we also, so, but we, EA did announce that they would start adding Tesla handles. Right, which yeah. uh, do, so it's interesting because they've started moving to this new generation of charger, which only has one handle. Wait, hold on. Dispenser, you've got to get your language right. Dispenser yeah. charges power bank, yeah, plug. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, I mean, the, these new units, uh, which actually, you know, it's been a while since we've talked. I always used to complain about the local EA station being absolutely horrible, top speed of like 80, right? Well, now they finally replaced them with the brand new units. So, I have not gone and tested it yet because they're still have cones all around them, but I'll be looking forward to seeing. Did they just plop? new units in the ground or will this fix the speed issue <laughs> T- well, tbd yeah i mean uh was this hold on to the, the the ea thing for a minute yeah they're gonna how they're gonna do this i don't know we do know that they're gonna be you know um ford and uh, rivian at some point are gonna be shipping adapters to their existing customers right and i don't think um, like so i know ford said they're doing it complimentary Anyone that's bought their vehicles, they're sending the adapter. I'm not sure if every brand is kind of signed on the same plan with that. I think. And I apologize because I had to interrupt to say because my pet said it just came home. I literally came in from the airport about like 
20 minutes ago. Um, sorry, Joe, you were saying uh, that um, Ford are going to uh, give them out gratis uh, to existing. Uh, right. I believe, uh, don't quote me for sure, I believe GM is charging for them. But, um, you know, that's always subject to change because at the end of the day, it's, it's all just a marketing tool to drive sales one way or another. If Ford says they're going to give it, that's basically like giving a discount on the vehicle or however you want to look at that on future future purchase. What I'm interested in is uh, how come they're waiting an extra year to change the plug, right? So they're going to start using Tesla's adapter, you know, next year, but then they're not going to start installing the adapter on the car until, or the Tesla plug on the car until 2025. I wonder why that is. Um, I think that's, I think there's a number of reasons of that. One of them, is uh, uh, one of them is that Ford builds cars like Ford does, which is not how Tesla does it. So Tesla makes changes constantly, both hardware right. and software. Oh, supplier uh, contracts, yeah. And Ford is is not Tesla. They do not yep. do iterative um, design and redesign. So there's that. The other thing is, um, and what's not been talked about in a huge amount of detail is software. There's right. going to need to be um, uh, because we just have to chop and change here because there's, there's a thing going on. Um, uh, software is going to be the big issue because with you know the way the test now we do know that some supercharger V4s do have a credit card uh, point in them. But we know that Tesla doesn't want to do that if they can get away with it. I know they were mandated in California to do it by a certain point, and no one knows if they're going to pay any attention to that. They turn down money to avoid doing it as well. Um, I, I wonder if they can get away with, uh, you know, like the way EA basically has one Chatamo plug amongst eight other non-Chatamo plugs, right? You know, and that's the way that they met the um, requirements, maybe one supercharger tower has a card reader and they don't have to put a card reader on every tower. I don't know. We'll, 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 we'll I mean, see. One thing we know, it won't work. <laughs> well, we know that they're going to have to, there's going to be some software yeah. element to this because you're going to have to identify, identify securely identify the vehicle. Um, and also what will be interesting is how they're going to do third-party software. So I assume at some point we're going to see um, a Tesla-ish software package that supports uh, Apple and uh, Apple CarPlay and Android Auto because people are going to want to be you know, have a choice of how to route. It's obviously going to have to be built into the OEMs as well, because you'll need to see that. You know, to make decent routes, you need to see what availability is, um, and 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 charging performance and all those kind of things. So it will be it will be um, it will be interesting. So I think part of it is the software, part of it is in the hardware. They'll also use this moment because it's a big. It's not as well as it's a small thing. It's also a big thing. I would imagine Ford are looking at, and, and the others will be looking at how they can make it better for their customers 
by magically making the charging port appear on the back left quarter panel. Right. So, um, right. so that people have a better experience, not just that, for themselves, but for, you know, their fellow chargers. That's kind of the whole thing uh, within the whole EV um, market as a whole, right? Like if all the chargers were in the same spot, that would just make all charging networks better. Right. Not just, not just Tesla. Um, and I mean, I know getting ahead of myself, but you know, EPA standards is the next thing I know we're going to eventually get ourselves into. And it's like right now there's a couple different ways you can, you know, get, figure out what is your EPA rated range. Why is there not just one standardized way that every single car has to go through? I don't know. <laughs> That's uniform, making uniform ways is going to only make the industry better. Yeah, we're going to talk about that in a minute. Um, but yeah, so there's going to have to be a, you know some software elements, and I think it's all that. And clearly, they had a plan in place, and this wasn't it. And so it takes a while for these bigger organizations. You've made huge investments. Let's be clear, you know, Ford spent an absolute fortune building out this capability. So you know, I'm sure there's a there's stuff going on. Well, um, one thing I'm comfortable in saying is that you know a lot of people are a lot of people Tesla owners are worried that this is only going to make very full stations in the future, but it's also unlocks a lot of dollars for Tesla to continue expanding the the network, which should prevent these full stations. So, you know, we've also seen that Tesla has uh, licensed the handle to not Volt to someone else that was announced a few days ago. So Tesla is aware that, you know, they, that they are because you know, they make the superchargers, you know, they're made in Buffalo. Um, they're going to have to have third parties make these things. So they've started that process to, to ramp it up. It's, it's interesting. Well, it will be interesting. I will say, you know, the, the, the Tesla experience, the charging experience is a better one. Clearly, you know, good design, minimal number of components is a, um, is always going to be a winning, um, formula. But clearly they also have something going on by the fact they not just own the network, but the servicing of it. Um, have you been watching? So, have you been watching? Well, still on the super, still on the supercharging. Is this supposed to all just be plug and play the way Tesla charging is, or is it still supposed to be like the way I would use the app to charge on the Magic Dock? We're gonna. I mean, we'll see. But I assume they're gonna want to make it as seamless as possible. And if you think about it, you know, you, you, so the. The adapter isn't just a straight pass-through adapter. It does have an identification number in it. It has to, and and that will correspond. That is essentially a MAC address, a unique identifier for that handle, which identifies it to the account. Um, and so that would take care of a lot of the billing issues. You know, that's essentially what EVGo does. When they have that, you can auto charge with EVGo because it gets the corresponding number from your your car. Uh, it works on the Audi, on the on, on the e-tron. Um, so I assume they'll be doing that, but they're going to want to tie it into this software as well. So you know, we'll we will we will see. But yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I um, yeah. How 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 often do you pull into a very full supercharger on your road trips? Uh, around uh, well, around here, there's one by O'Hare Airport that's famously busy and quite frankly it's because there's only eight plugs there 
And it's also because if you're waiting for someone to come in on a flight, you might as well sit there and get some juice while you're waiting. So that one's really bad. But the other ones around here, um, I'm lucky if I see them 25% full. There's one by work that is sometimes <laughs> sometimes more full. We are getting more subscribers by the minute right now. Oh, we just lost them. <laughs> um, the the one by my office is actually pretty full, but they're building another one across the street. So it's kind of that as long as they're, you know, they have so much data, so they know the utilization rates to know when it makes sense to add another location. As long as there's around here, there, there's no shortage of power. So it's not, you know, we don't have to worry about that around here, but um, yeah. out by you is obviously a different story as far as the Tesla. Yeah, I mean, so I so um, two weeks ago, we took this trip, and um, I I didn't want to put the, um, I I really didn't. <laughs> so here's how this happened. Uh, we were going to a dog show, and if my wife was taking two dogs, we would have taken the Audi, the the e-tron. Uh, because I can put the two dogs in the back. I can put the, um, I would put the roof box on it. And then between the back seat and the roof box, we would have had room for all the stuff. But my wife wanted to take three dogs. And so that meant the only choice was a Rivian S. Don't you still have your van or no? We do. But we're trying not to put any miles on that. The van is going to be going uh, soon. And the white van, the big white transit van that we also have for dog shows is also about to be going because we have a brand new transit that is going to be with us in the next couple of weeks. And so I don't want to put, this was just the wrong time to put 2,000 miles on on, on it. Um, and I, I, found a, I found a Model X for not that much money. Now... This was a 2018 Model X with 140 something miles on the clock. Uh, long range, P uh, 100D long range, which is EPA rated for 320 miles. Now, uh, we believe that the only, I'm speaking of the YouTube EV community as a whole, believe the only valid um, cycle is 70 miles an hour with the air conditioning on. <laughs> <laughs> and on that basis, it got 189 miles, um, which is kind of disappointing. And you would think about that off that battery and yes there is some degradation in it um the app because i did check said it was at 11 percent degradation which is probably about right but um it is um it was disappointing Let's put it that way. I did think it would go further. Now, the irony is I was doing this just as this whole news article, this whole thing was going through the news at the time about, you know, Tesla having dedicated channels for, you know, dealing with this kind of problem. Um, I will say the car charged pretty well. It did 
peak at 240 or thereabouts, a low state of charge. Um, because of the vault way it does the voltage and everything like that, you do not get full power until it hits 11%. And it would hold it through about 27%. Crucially, it would hold 100 through 53%. That's pretty close to my, what my car does too, despite um, being a small battery. And then it would, and then it would gently ramp down. Um, Obviously, because you know this is how we how we roll. Um, I wasn't charging to one hundred percent at any point. I was ripping and running. So on the way up, we made six stops. On the way back, we made five. We did some longer charges on the way back because it ended up being a through the night drive. We left Squim, wherever this was all played. The dog show was taking place at ten thirty in the morning, and we got back into the Bay Area <laughs> at five in the morning. Um, and, and by the way, for the person who comments on how many hours, I've had one hour sleep. I didn't leave the venue until 4.30 this morning, got to the hotel at 5, packed my bag, got an hour and 10 minutes of sleep, and then got and went to the airport and got the plane. I slept a bit on the plane, but it's only an hour and a minute of a flight. Um, so we, in terms of the utilization, I mean, you know, obviously the Tesla network is, is great. Um, most, I think almost everywhere we went, except ironically for the one that, except the one that was closest to us at our destination, everything was V3. That was a V2. Yeah. And the, the biggest perk of V3 is actually the non-power sharing. Yeah. I mean, there's more speed, but the more speed is for such a short period of time. It's really the fact that you can park next to anyone and you're still going to get the best charge you can get. And Kyle did a brilliant vid video recently on the upgraded sites at Baker where there is also a mega charger for the Tesla semis. And he actually talks about how the bus works at V3, which I found very enlightening. Um, what was also um, amusing is it was Sunday when we were driving back on Sunday afternoon, obviously that peak driving time, they were busier. Um, I like the way that most people kind of, agreed the system where you see who, you know, where you are in the line and people, you know, it's fairly well controlled. The, I was blown away by Sutherland. So Sutherland, which is north of, south of Portland, north of Eugene, I think. It's a, it's, a, it's one of the, it, it's as a, it has an EI, EA site um, like a couple of hundred meters away, which has four chargers, two 350s, two 150s. The brand new supercharger, which is in the tractor supply and Taco Bell car park, has 52 V3 chargers. <laughs> Just like, yeah. Um, so it was, you know, no problems with the network, got very frustrated with the, the bullshit, you know, the efficiency of that vehicle and the, the bullshittery of it. Uh, I will say yeah. <sighs> model three, model Y, I think they're great. I think the model X, I know they've put new battery chemistry and everything else in it now, but 
I have I have problems with the value proposition of that these days. I think yeah. Tesla's kind of lost its way on the luxury, long range part of the market. I think the Plaid is an interesting use case, but that is a that is a geek's car, the Plaid. Right. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> I, I, I'm in agreement. I think uh, the Model 3 and Model Y are the best value in their respective segments um, and even against a lot of gas cars at that price point. But at the higher end, I'll take an IX or EQS SUV or EQS. Um, the i7 is awesome. <laughs> I would. I looked at, um, there were a couple of EQSs on Turo, but they're so new. Uh, actually, the issue wasn't the cost of renting them. It was going to be the cost of the mileage. It was going to cost me more in mileage than it was renting. Oh, the limits. The limits on the mileage, yeah. Because yeah. I was, we, you have in mind, I did, um, I did 1,798 miles over three days. <laughs> uh, whack job that I am. Um, the car was doing pretty well. It needs it needs some love. I mean, you know, obviously everyone's you know the cars are only good as the maintenance program with them. It was interesting to see some of the seals were starting to go, the rubberized seals on the gullwing doors. Um, that's just because you know they would they get the crap beaten out of them with the California sun. That they just I know it's such a, a party piece that they they want to keep the gullwing doors, but just put the minivan sliders on and it's a better car. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Um. Uh, that was going to be my point. Um, but yeah, it was still pretty well screwed together. Um, I will say I was not happy. Some of the brake, the, the front brakes were metal on metal. I was not <laughs> happy with this. But it, it's at that point, I wasn't in a situation where I could cancel and get a different car. And it was, you know, so safety margins and one thing and another. Um, but yeah, I was, it was frustrating. I really did expect, I, I expected that car to do 250. I expected it to make 250. Um, and yeah, every time you charged it up, it would, it was just lying to you. Yeah. That's why I use percent on mine. Uh, cause even with the model three rated at 270, my range test came out to, I think it was like 220, 230, somewhere in there, which still is good. But, but, but yeah. here's the thing when you, when you're using the root planner, the Tesla root planner, it is accurate. It says, you know, you're pulling with 4% based on your current driving. It actually means it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the route planner is perfect to saying you can only go 180 miles, but three inches to the top left, you can go 300 miles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a thing. Um, so, yeah, that was a, um, so that happened. Um, I, what else is, what else is going on in, in, in our world? Oh, so, um, I was in pain in the hospital. So I think, did you and I talk about it on the podcast that never got published? That was also the day that they announced the Volvo C30. Oh, okay. Or, uh, oh, no. XC, or XC. Yeah. The the baby. Yep. Um so 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 I ordered one of those while I was Yeah, I'm a big fan of those. It's a really good price point and it's gonna be quick. It's got the um, all in one screen setup. 
Yeah. Not sold on the sound bar. I like being surrounded by music, but I don't need it. Um, and probably will, you know, get a refund on my deposit. Um, yeah, I did it while I was on morphine. I, I watched the presentation and went, "Ooh, yeah, click, pay," <laughs> uh, because we still have an EX ninety on order, and um, I'll be putting in ID, you know, putting in for an ID buzz as soon as I can. Yeah. Very disappointed that we are not going to get a Californian or a camping capable one for quite some time. I was never going to buy one for that. That's the one I was interested in, but that fits my lifestyle. Um, man that drives down in a van looking for, no, okay, I'll leave that one. <laughs> yeah, man with van. <laughs> Would you like to sleep in my van? Um, so. Although, uh, yeah. although the, you know, the way it would end up being is they'll make this California uh, Volkswagen, right? California edition, but then they'll still have the 30 minute timer on the air, air and heat. So it won't actually even run overnight. <laughs> that's that's what'll end up happening. That'll be the well, most Volkswagen of it. The new so so I'm running the new software three five. We're now getting cars delivered with three point five. We don't have any information on software updates yet. But how friggin' hard can it be for them to just turn to create dog mode? Yeah, and camp mode. I mean, these things are easy. Yep. I mean, camp mode is yeah, a, a problem because they don't have a. It will be very energy intensive because they don't have a. Um, heat pump but to not have dog mode in this day and age is just frustrating yeah and I'm, I'm not sure why um i'm not sure what the point of trying to avoid it i mean i'd say it's such a sales pitch to that whole community yeah. i mean tesla puts their commercials out i mean they only put them out on youtube but it's like it's a very i've showed it to friends that are dog owners and they're sold on a tesla because of it 100 and then they use my referral link, which is now capped at 12 per year. Yeah. Um, we are seeing, speaking of TV on Teslas, we're seeing Cybertrucks coming through. Looks like they abandoned the exoskeleton uh, idea because uh, they had problems getting it through crash tests and stuff like that. So, um, you know, delivery yep. instead of you know, bullshit over bravado. Yep, we still have these are supposed to be, uh, you know, here in a couple months. We still have no idea on pricing yet, but I, my thought is it was going to start at 40, 50, and 60. I think it'll be 50, 60, and 70 more, most likely. I'd agree. I would agree with that. We will see where it comes down. Um, the EV9 from Kia, likey. It's a big box. It's a big box, which is what the which is what the regular EV family wants. Yep. So I don't think um, I, the, Mrs. Regular EV loves her Audi e, the comfort of her e-tron. E her the comfort of her e-tron. I can't imagine her wanting to move down to a Kia EV9. Um, I think the the Volvo X the Volvo EX90 will 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 work for her so we will uh we'll see what happens um i, I patiently dream every night of uh someday there being an electric land rover defender <laughs> if i had I, I i was just i got a email from car gurus telling me about um audi e-tron gts for less than sixty thousand dollars <laughs> um, and i'm like 
if I wasn't so cheap, if I my problem isn't buying the car, it's paying the bloody sales taxes. The way we calculate in California, there's no trading above value, so you always pay nearest damn it ten percent in sales tax, and it just just uh, come buy it over here. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, sales it's tax registration's the problem, my friend. I need it to yeah. be registered, um, but yeah, um, yeah, it's been an interesting time. We will. Um, Let's 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 put a ribbon on this, my friend. Um, so we are hopefully going to get back to a more regular schedule. Over... We promise to put out a video every three months for sure. <laughs> you might not be wrong. Uh, we're trying to get back to a more regular schedule, um, and uh, I'm going to be taking a little bit of time off once things calm down a little bit um, to get some chat ch some. Uh, content of my own up i'm so far behind it's not even funny and it's, it's just not something you can outsource unfortunately otherwise i i would yep um, i have a tesla road trip from february that's next in the queue <laughs> yeah. um but sorry we were gone for so long uh it was for a very very real reason unfortunately uh take care of your health um and your health will take care of you but other than that, Joe, thanks as ever for being here. And Thank I you. will see you. We, you and I need to have a conversation, have a catch up afterwards, because we need to work out when our schedules are going to collide again. Yep. With that. Take care until next time. <laughs> thanks for being here.